Welcome to the Grant Writing Simplified Podcast. This is the place to learn how to make a big impact in your community through grant writing and nonprofit consulting. The world needs you to step forward as a grant writer and use your skills to lead with confidence. I'm Teresa Huff, former special ed teacher turned grant writer and nonprofit strategist. In my 20 years of freelancing, I've helped nonprofits triple their funding and exponentially increase their reach. Now I'm stepping up to mentor freelancers and nonprofit leaders like you who are ready to take your skills to the next level. It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey friend, welcome. Are you feeling a little overwhelmed or maybe a lot overwhelmed with all the different hats that you're wearing in your nonprofit work? Whether you're a grant writer, an executive director, or some other type of nonprofit leader, this work can be pretty overwhelming. But today I want to let you know you are not alone. I want to offer you some encouragement and nine ways that you can recharge. Before we get started, a lot of nonprofits and grant writers often ask me where to find grants and how to keep up with all the different deadlines and moving parts. That's when I tell them about Instrumental. Instrumental is an online database that makes grant searching and tracking go so much faster. They have all the funder data right there under one roof. In fact, I like it so much that I've partnered with Instrumental to give you a free two-week trial and $50 off your first month. Go to TeresaHuff.com slash instrumental, that's instrument with an L, and use the code GWSPOD. Head over there and give it a try. Already in the first quarter of 2022, I've had the privilege of attending several conferences and workshops, which is actually nice to be able to say that again. And I've been to both in-person and virtual sessions. I've met some incredible people who are working so hard on the front lines to carry out their nonprofit missions. And because of that, I've been able to kind of keep an ear to the ground about what's going on in the space and what people are saying. These people are so passionate about their mission, and you can tell that they care deeply about the causes that they're working for. And that's wonderful. It's inspiring hanging around these types of leaders who care so much about other people and causes. However, there's also a clear common theme that I'm hearing among these directors and other leaders. They are overwhelmed and worn out. They feel like they are wearing all the hats and trying to keep all the plates spinning. I don't say that to be discouraging at all, (laughs) but to let you know that you are not alone if you are feeling this way. There are so many others out there. And because of that, I wanted to do this episode today to offer you some encouragement and some ways to kind of think through and offset that feeling of overwhelm. The mission is so important and the work needs to get done. They feel compelled and they keep going back day after day because they want to make a difference. And these are caring, compassionate people just like you. So what's a nonprofit leader to do? We're caring people by nature, but running around trying to wear all the hats can really wear us out and burn us out if we're not careful. That's why today I want to offer you some encouragement if you're in this situation I've got nine tips to help you, and some of these might be obvious, but some of them maybe not. Sometimes it helps just to rethink from a different perspective. 
Number one, take care of you. There's all the traditional advice, get better sleep, eat better, drink more water, make sure you exercise, but also work in some fun, just silly. It can be small, random, fun, little things you enjoy. Just take complete breaks away from your work and just do things that you like. Sometimes we don't stop to actually make sure we're doing those things. Number two, recognize what things you need to recharge. What you need might be different than the person working next to you. Last week, I had the opportunity to attend the NRB, which is the National Religious Broadcasters Conference in Nashville. This was my first time going, and I've been to plenty of conferences before, but it's been a while, and this was a huge gathering. There were several thousand people there. This event, though, was different for me than many I've gone to in the past. I didn't come home completely drained or wiped out. It was actually refreshing and energizing. And there were a few things I kind of pinpointed that made all the difference. This time around, compared to other conferences I've been to, I better understand my personality and what I need, especially when there's a lot of sensory input that can be kind of draining for me. I knew that I needed to take breaks and find little pockets of alone time or calm spaces to just walk around and sit for a little bit. I drank plenty of water and had smaller healthy snacks throughout the day. Then I could better enjoy our team dinners in the evenings. I made it a point to have meaningful conversations with one or two people at a time and then jotted down lots of notes about them to trigger my memory later. Then I could sit down and kind of process and go back through everything that I had taken in. I let go of the stress of trying to do every possible thing or cram in every available workshop and instead focused on the top two or three priorities of why I was there and found the things that most aligned with those. Those are just a few things that helped me as an introvert. You might be completely different, but it's worth spending some time to figure out what recharges you, whether it's at a special event like that, or if it's in your everyday work. Learn about your personality, what's draining for you, and what's energizing, and I promise you it will pay off. It will be time well spent. Number three, minimize distractions. My brain is distracting enough already. I don't need extra help finding even more rabbit trails to go down. (laughs) Seriously, do we need all the social apps on our phones? Or could we just make it a point to look up once in a while? Does every app need to beep for every single notification? A while back, I turned off sound notifications on my phone, except for texts and phone calls. And that right there has been a game changer. I don't need little interruptions all day long for things that are not urgent. I also often log out completely of my social media accounts, and then that makes me think twice before I log back in. Little things like that really help cut down on the distractions and help us stay more focused. Number four, measure backwards. When you feel like you're wearing all the hats, it can be frustrating because you know what you should be doing, and it feels like it needs to all be done at once, especially if you've worked in larger organizations before that are more established than yours is right now. You know what's ideal for those larger types of agencies, and yours can never quite measure up because it's smaller and it's just not there yet. 
But instead, keep in perspective where your organization is right now and look back at how far you've come in your journey. Instead of comparing and you'll never be able to measure up, look back at the progress you've made. Start measuring backwards. And number five, aim forward. That's not contradictory to what I just said. Measure backwards, but aim forward. Know your big vision. What is the reason that you are doing this work? Make sure that is crystal clear for you and your team. Then pick one big priority that you want to focus on for the next 90 days and reverse engineer to focus on that priority. You can really drill in and focus. You don't have to do all the things right now. You can set those aside and keep track of them to come back to. Focus on the one priority and you'll actually make faster, better progress if you go all in on that thing one at a time. Number six, this is simple, but it's super important. Step away for some think time. Take some deep breaths and just be quiet. Go somewhere different. Get away from devices, away from your phone. Maybe even take big paper and post-it notes and markers and just spread out. Get messy, brain dump, prioritize, and think. Let yourself untangle all the things. We work through similar exercises like this in the Fast Track to Grant Writer VIP program, and this has been a game changer for them. They've been surprised at how much some of these things really help. They sound so simple, but yet they can be hugely beneficial. Number seven, reach out to your people for support. That might mean your board members, your staff, your professional network, your personal network, other professionals in the space or outside of the space, your family, your friends. Find a tribe who gets it and lean into that. And you're probably not going to find one person or one group of people who understands every aspect of your work and life. You might have a couple people that understand what your job is like and a couple other people that understand what it's like balancing work and family and juggling all the things. So there may be different people for different parts of what you're going through, but reach out and lean into those people for support. Number eight, keep learning keep exploring, and keep experimenting. Look for ideas and inspiration completely outside of your usual circles or your usual industry. You'll be surprised at what you find and at what connections your brain starts to make. This can be really inspiring when you look for something completely different. Number nine, start rethinking your obstacles as creative challenges. Episode 76 has been one of my most popular episodes here. I talked about how we can use constraints as containers for creativity instead of roadblocks. Go listen back to that episode 76 if you haven't yet. Sometimes we simply need a change in perspective to see our problems in a new light and to actually reframe those as opportunities. It's worth your while. Okay, let's run back through these nine tips for refreshing yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed. Number one, take care of you. Number two, recognize what things you need to recharge. Number three, minimize distractions. Number four, measure 
backwards. Number five, aim forward. Number six, step away for some think time. Number seven, reach out to your people for support. Number eight, keep learning, exploring, and experimenting. And number nine, start rethinking your obstacles as creative challenges. If you're feeling overwhelmed in your nonprofit work or with the idea of how to even approach grants and funders and all the moving parts that go along with that, go take my nonprofit grant readiness audit. That's at teresahuff.com slash grant ready. That'll ask you a few questions, help you sort through, are we even ready for grants? And what would be the right next step for us? So go take that audit, teresahuff.com slash grant ready. Now, if you are on the grant writer track and wanting to learn grant writing as your career, go take the free quiz at teresahuff.com slash quiz, and I'll take you through the steps of do you have what it takes to be a grant writer. Again, a quick shout out to Instrumental for their support of grant writers and the technology they are creating to help us in our work. I want to leave you with a couple of challenge questions. On a scale of one to 10, how overwhelmed are you feeling right now? One is you're chill, not overwhelmed at all. And 10 is you are just on overload. Where are you? How overwhelmed are you? And which of these nine tips are you going to implement first? Shoot me a message on LinkedIn or on my website contact form, and I'll send you some additional resources to help. Keep at it, my friend. The world needs you. But since you're here right now, I think you already know that. Have a great week and go change your world. Thank you.